Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast where we talk about racing games, sim racing and esports. Except this time, are we actually talking about a racing game? I suppose we are, but not a driving game. Yes, that's right, F1 Manager 2022 is coming out in August and the gameplay has been revealed. So, we want a lucky few to visit the Cambridge studios of Frontier Developments, the creator of F1 Manager, and we were able to speak to executive producer Adam Woods and game director Andy Fletcher to see what it was like to create this brand new game. So, Adam and Andy, pleasure to speak to you. How are you both doing today? Yeah, really good, thanks. Yeah, it's, it's been a very exciting day with, with actually having people um, coming in and playing playing the game hands-on for the first time. It's always uh, sort of slightly nerve-wracking, you know, yeah, you spend yeah. all this time and effort and passion putting yourself into, into this game and then kind of allow other people to come and come and play it and uh, you stand back and listen to the reactions but so far it's been very positive so yeah it's really, been fantastic really to to see people reacting positively to the game and um yeah just to be honest just watching people play races yeah. is a hell of a lot of fun yeah you get really on invested so in, yeah. in those battles and, uh, kind of <laughs> yes yeah we were in a room earlier and obviously a few people were playing and we're all behind uh, uh tom playing and he was yeah. trying to get Alonso up and he'd retired Ockham <laughs> by choice just to yeah. focus on one yeah. driver and yeah, it, was, it was all a good time. That was an interesting strategy. That's one yeah. that you yeah, know, yeah, did yeah. sort of play just out focus on one guy. and that one driver, maybe not for yeah. the constructor, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's, I think it's been a long road to get to this point. I think uh, to see the gameplay at last, yes. as a lot of fans have been eagerly anticipating that. Now we're actually quite close to the release. How long has it been, do you think, from the start of the project to this point here before you can have people playing it for the first time? It's a it's a, it's a a balance between you know kind of uh, not coming in too early and uh, sort of showing showing the the, the development mm. uh, in its in its earlier and, and those mid stages, but also getting in early enough so that we can you know really help build the excitement for the brand and, and the game. It's quite hotly anticipated. It's obviously you know been a while since an official F1 manager mm. was around, so it's quite exciting to be part of that as well. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been a very interesting, very um, uh, intense journey so far to get to the game to where it is and now you know you've, you've had hands on with yourself and that's a, a really really exciting next stage to be at for, for the for the game itself yeah I think uh, from a development perspective also you spend a lot of time developing the, the core systems and the, the underlying mechanics of the game and um, because it is Formula One manager 2022 you know the the last phase is absolutely yeah. critical where we get the latest uh, liveries and all those drivers and engineers, the audio, even you know balancing um, you know driver statistics and car performance data from 2022 data. Uh, this final phase is obviously very busy, and it's it's <laughs> when it becomes yeah. F1 Manager 2022 rather than just yeah, F1, F1 Manager. manager. Yeah, yeah, That's and I suppose point. it's a tricky time because, like I said, this is a time when people can start playing it. You can start talking about it more openly. It's also the same time we're probably watching the last few races to try and balance the performance of the teams. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're working on at the minute in the final stages? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, obviously, it's a it's a new era for for Formula One. So you know, much like everyone else, we were keenly anticipating you know mm. what the cars are going to be like mm. this new, new era you know how, how performance was, was going to uh, change from last year so yeah we've had to take on board um, new data uh, from 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 new cars but uh, at some point it's going to be in the players hands and it'll be, it'll be up to them how these teams develop in the future yeah what sort of uh, data have you received from the from the teams and formula one i see when i'm playing it there's 
different parts you can develop and in almost parts within sections there's, there's a lot to go, choose mm. and play with and, and go on there and there's then several data strands within each section mm. that seems an awful lot of information <laughs> and so do you, do you work with the teams are you working with Liberty Media or a combination of both so in terms of the, the car performance, we've had a great uh, relationship with the motorsport team uh, at F1, um, who actually you know define some of the some of the new rules, uh, 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 um, you know, outlining you know how how the new era of F1 cars are made. So they've been absolutely invaluable, really, um, because you know we've done all our research, but these are the guys who really you know know how these things are put together, and uh, they've done a lot of fact checking, we've done a lot of back and forth to make sure that our car park attributes and the relationships between car park attributes and performance are rock solid and they are they are authentic um, in terms of the data we're getting in of course we get all, all the timing data um, so you know a lot of a lot of the work in the game is drawing back from that data to um, to establish kind of performance uh, values for drivers and for uh, car parts themselves. Um, each, I mean, each area has a huge level of intricacy. Mm. <laughs> so it's difficult to describe the, the spreadsheets yeah. that we have that are kind of uh, that kind of do all this work for us. But um, yeah, I guess it's uh, it, it's all about taking from reality and, um, and and you know constructing what we need for the for the systems of the game. I think is it fair to say that. Uh, there's also a balance to strike between ultimate realism and something that's accessible for people to play because there's a lot there but you also yeah. want people to discover the majority of it and not have some, some things obfuscated or too in detail. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a very fine balance to make sure we get that authentic feeling and that you are as a principal but like you say that people can still um, kind of jump in and, and play it how they want to. I think we're seeing quite a resurgence in, in popularity. Obviously F1 has always been popular, yeah. but with, with new things like Drive to Survive, this, this new era, that incredible ending that we had last yeah. year as well, yeah. I think it's brought a, a, a slightly newer audience to the, to the brand as yeah. well. And we want to ensure we're trying to cater to that as well. So the, the game tries to sort of grow with you. We've got certain things in there. For example, you can simulate uh, the practice sessions or the qualifying sessions, but then when you start getting a little bit more au fait with the, the, the data and the controls, perhaps you'll want to manage them yourself so you can sort of grow with it. We're also uh, providing some uh, pre predetermined um, tire and pit stop strategies for each of the tracks yeah. as well. So again, strategy is a very key thing for F1 and it's something you really have to draw lots of data from to then create what you think is going to really play out well. So here's some predefined ones just to get you going, you know, and then perhaps as you grow and you grow through the seasons, you can start to create your own strategies that were winning winning race day strategy. So yeah, hopefully we've, we've struck that balance well. Now, of course, at the start of the game, there's a tutorial which introduces, mm. you know, the key right. themes of, of, yeah. of not just the game, but of F1 uh, to, to brand new players. So don't know the difference between a, you know, a hard tyre and a soft tyre. There's, you know, it, it's spelled out quite cleanly by a, a, a really effective tutorial, yeah. and there are also optional help screens on a lot of uh, areas of the game. Yeah. So if you know once you pass the tutorial, you need a reminder. There's a help button on a lot of screens to help you out. Uh, yes, I was going to ask about that because today we didn't see the tutorial, but mm. no, and the Cognoscenti won't necessarily need that, will he? But mm. there'll be this yeah. whole new audience who watched it on YouTube and tried to survive. Yeah. Um, how important is it for? Frontier as a business to get such a large and burgeoning license like Formula One. It's it's a really exciting new uh, you know kind of uh, brand to, to to be working with them to to work with so closely with F1. Uh, for me, I, I watched a lot of F1 growing up, uh, and then I sort of sort of moved out of it and into other motorsports. But mm. then actually being able to it's, it's always quite uh, exciting to 
have the F1 soundtrack kind of as part of your day, you know, <laughs> that you're getting to work on this uh, on this brand. So yeah, utilizing the experience we've got from our other management games, but then applying it to uh, a very new and, uh, and exciting brand such as uh, Motorsport is, is really, really, really interesting and really exciting. And part of that deal you've managed is scanning the driver's faces, which is very impressive. Mm. And also they're moving around, there's these, uh, I don't know if it's the right term, but I'm going to say cutscenes, but mm -hmm. with pre and post race where they're celebrating yeah. or commiserating or talking to their engineer. Mm. Um, what's the process been in terms of capturing the driver's faces? Did you do it at race weekends, for example? And then how have you managed to capture like the pit stops and things like this? Yeah, so I mean, uh, we did a lot of, uh, of scanning like last year um, in Silverstone, uh, but we've also done some since then. Of course, we had new drivers entering into the fray. So um, yeah, so a lot of that is uh, has been captured up throughout development. Um, and in terms of the pit stop, uh, uh, animations they were also um, were captured uh, with the help of uh, the Formula One team Alpine. Okay, uh, so right. they helped us out with a lot of the uh, their pit crew, like really, really helped us out with the, the mocaps uh, for that. So, yeah, I mean, I think that area is actually it, you mentioned it's cutscenes, and, and they are, but they're, they're really um, kind of appropriate insight into mm. the team behind the yeah, race yeah. on the track. Yeah. You know, I think uh, again from Drive to Survive and, and the, the, the basis for this game. You know, there, there is there is a fascination behind what goes on uh, off the yeah. track as well, yeah, and I think those give a glimpse into you know the uh, the workings of the team and the the emotions that go on behind the events on the track. You've got um, David Croft and Karen Chanduk also adding in their their commentary or punditry, yeah. and I was surprised at just how long they're talking and how much mm -hmm. they're talking it's not just just before the race it's before the practice sessions and before the qualifying mm -hmm. sessions i believe yeah so what was the thinking behind giving this extra in-depth uh, detail with the commentary team mm. i think it's all it's all building that authentic feeling when you're watching a race when you when you mm. sit down on a, on a sunday or a saturday and you're watching the, the practice sessions on tv you know they're there they they give you that that depth and that kind of um uh, the, the context in what you're what you're watching, so that just felt like a natural fit for the mm. game. You know, we wanted to kind of uh, we we're inspired by that TV broadcast style. We wanted to uh, allow players to view the whole race one in real time from from those kind of broadcast style uh, TV uh, points, as well as the onboard cameras as well. So it just made a, a natural sense to have uh, David Croft and, as you say, yeah. Karen Chandok to to help introduce the race weekend. We can also punctuate what's actually happening. As the season develops, you know, we, they they oh, sort of, they call out some of the positions in the teams. They call out right. kind of what happened in in qualifying. Mm. Um, so it gives you some context on, on what you're about to experience and uh, really builds on the authenticity of, of, of F1 and, and watching it. Yeah, I think I think I think building that world of Formula One and your play your position within it as a team principal, I think, is really a big part of that as well. Yeah. So, like you say, they'll they'll call out you know how your team is doing, whether you're overperforming or underperforming, and it's kind of like when you have, you know, very prestigious and renowned names like David Croft and Karen mm -hmm. Chandock talking about your team and right. you know, how you're doing as team principal. Yeah. I think it just it adds a bit more weight and a bit more mm. of sense of responsibility <clears throat> about what you're doing, yeah. um, which is really nice. It's really neat when they call out your performance and throughout the race weekend. You're right; we, they're not just before the race; they're mm. post race, they're in between the yeah, sessions, yeah. and that's really helps to build that that excitement and that flow and throughout the whole race weekend leading up to the, the weekend itself and they give you a little preview of where you're going next which I like at the end of yeah. the weekend because it just yeah. tantalizes yeah, yeah, you yeah. about the next race on the calendar and another voice related uh, subject matter is the in-race clips from mm. the race engineers to the drivers which are taken from real world 
audio and races. Mm -hmm. Whose job was it to watch through all the races and uh, wow. <laughs> capture all the wow. all the sound? Yeah, I mean, we got we got a lot of uh, team radio from from our friends at F1, and um, our audio team has done an incredible job mm. of of scouring through mm. and effectively picking, you know. Um, I guess you call it sound bites from Clips, the, yeah. the, the, you know, uh, work with the design of that of that team radio's feedback system, um, and there's a huge library and and it, it's a system of kind of tagging them up and, and then, you know, the design and the audio teams will come in and mm. and make sure that they're tied up to the correct race events and uh, yeah, because they're contextualised as well. It's not just absolutely just yeah randomly throughout the race. Oh, there's an audio clip I recognise. It's actually because something's happened or I've selected something or yeah, yeah. it gives you feedback on on either. The, you know commands that you're giving or feedback from on-track uh, events or conditions of the car that are changing so yeah it, it's all uh, crucial it's insightful and um, yeah well I mean we're, we're super impressed with how mm. uh, how that's that's come off that, it's, that yeah it's come one of people's favorites features yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah another really fascinating feature or the main uh, key differentiator for me with some other management games I've may have played recently uh, is the decision to actually fully 3D model and watch the races unfold as yeah. opposed to just the icons or the dots going around the mm -hmm. screen uh, which you can do obviously when you go up to over two times speed yeah it goes mm -hmm. to the above view mm -hmm. uh, and then when you're watching the race you can also manually switch between your two drivers but also the different camera views that's mm -hmm. a Huge undertaking, it seems, from, mm. from the outside looking in. Mm. So talk me through the decision process of actually, you no, know, we're going to go, you can see all the cars on the track. They're going to have their own incidents and action mm. and it envelops the player more, but I'm assuming that takes a lot more time to create. Mm. Yeah, it, it's, it is a, a huge undertaking. We had to, you know, map and uh, work with um, partners in F1, Airbus and, and, and companies like that to get the the the. Uh, terrain data yeah. and um, all the kind of CAD data back from the tracks um, but it just again builds on the authenticity and the drama of what a race mm. looks like it is dramatic watching your team race on on a on a, on a flat kind of uh, map but then being able to go to that next level of fidelity yeah. and actually see the battles unfold and also as you say you can actually watch it from a competitor's car as well and see how that side of the the race is unfolding which may then affect your strategy and how way where you are in 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 in, uh, in the race position as well just really builds on 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 the drama and the authenticity but also actually the the feedback the actual mechanical kind of you can see your decisions playing out and then you can make another decision based on what's actually happening on the track you know so i think it's yeah. really important absolutely i mean it is a huge undertaking to yeah. 20 odd tracks um mm. in in one game's time but uh, like you say i think a big part of the pleasure of formula one is is seeing that drama out unfold mm. you know um it can be played as a pure management game you can fast forward uh, you know time 16 through the race yeah. if you want but you know I, even if I plan to do that, I often find myself getting sucked into the race because yeah. it's enjoyable yeah, yeah. to watch. You want to do the micromanagement, mm. it will give you that edge. And um, yeah, it's it's a payoff for all the management work that you've been doing yeah. back at the headquarters as well. Absolutely, that's a very good point, yeah. So we've talked a lot about um, the in-race experience there and also the production behind it, but let's just quickly touch upon the more managerial side uh, before the racing. Mm. And you've got the car development and you need to balance the funds is there a way where you completely fail and if so how and what happens at the, at the lowest ebb yeah 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 um, absolutely so uh, ultimately you're kind of um you're trying to succeed on the track uh, but you need to from a business perspective kind of keep your board happy mm. and the board will give you 
uh, season objectives and also long-term objectives. Now they take a number of things into account, so it's kind of the financial security of the team uh, and the race performance of the team. And so, yes, effectively you can, but if you disappoint them in terms of your race performance, if you're spending money inefficiently and you're still not getting the performance on the track, then each year you'll get a couple of board review moments mm. and that's where you know they'll, they'll assess your uh, assess your uh, suitability for the job and um, if their confidence isn't high enough in you then yeah, yeah they can get rid of you they can fire you oh you get fired they mm. can Is that fire what happens? you yeah, yeah absolutely okay. I don't want to touch on the negative too much obviously it's all about trying to progress and get yeah, forward absolutely I'm sure there'll be but, many principles out there that'll be absolutely fine <laughs> yeah. and they'll, they'll, they'll yeah. succeed all the way through I'm glad there's jeopardy basically because that yeah. helps you push on yeah and, the and there's, a, there's a granularity to it it's not just your fire or not like the amount that they will give you in terms of budget scales as well right. so there's a big there's a big uh, you know uh, scale between you know between sort of you know the minimum that they will give you in terms of bonuses and the maximum so if you overperform you'll get the, the you know the fruits of your labor will be uh, rewarded with a bigger yeah. budget too right that's that sounds extremely interesting mm. it's been fascinating to play it at this early stage. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just looking forward to the release, which is? It's out on August 30th, and if you pre-order digitally, you'll get it on August 25th. That's uh, a lot sooner than I was expecting, actually. So uh, the end is in sight in terms of getting it released. Yeah. And very much looking forward to uh, playing the final game. Thanks for your time. Thank you very thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for listening to our interview with the creators of F1 Manager 2022. As we said there, the game is out very soon, but if you want to know more about the upcoming management title, then please do check out the Traction.gg website where we have a thorough impressions and hands-on article. We also have that in video form on the Traction.gg YouTube channel, so watch that as well. For more on F1 Manager 2022, then follow Traction.gg on social media. We'll be posting videos, articles and information on the run-up to launch and afterwards with some tips and tricks and a review, no doubt. And if you'd like the podcast, please do follow and subscribe on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your audio podcasts from. That's it for now. Keep it pinned.